Hello, and welcome to Gen Nomadic, a podcast and community created by and for the next generation of globally-minded nomads. My name's Julia, and I'm 18 years old, about to enter into a world of post-pandemic apocalypse. I'm just as lost and confused as the rest of you might be, trying to figure out how to navigate a world of such uncertainty. I want to work and travel, but I have some questions, like do I need a degree? How do I travel ethically? Where can I find like-minded people, and will travel still exist post-pandemic, or is it just a thing of the past? Here at Genomatic, I want to create a community of like-minded travelers searching for a lifestyle that works for them. Each week, I'll interview global mentors and explore alternative lifestyle, sustainable travel, and weekly news about how the travel landscape is shifting in the midst of COVID-19. Through Genomatic, I want to empower you to explore the roads less traveled and to find out how you can create a fulfilling, purpose-driven alternative lifestyle in the midst of global chaos. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Gen Nomadic. This week, I'm releasing a three-part series with my friend, Sunita. She's an amazing journey designer and travel enthusiast, um, and she has so many amazing stories and advice to share with you all. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This is part one of the Sunita series. Hope you have a great day. Hello, and welcome to Gen Nomadic, a podcast and community created by and for the next generation of globally-minded nomads. Today, I'm so excited because we have an amazing guest, my friend, Sunita, which I met in India about two years ago when she led um, my trip to India with a bunch of my classmates. She's an incredible woman and a journey designer, and I can't wait to introduce you all to her today. Sunita, introduce yourself. Namaste from India. Thank you, Julia, for that uh, very, very incredible uh, uh, introduction to me. Uh, Yeah, I just uh, love being around people and especially young students. So I guess that's what drew Julia to uh, get really close to me. Yeah, so I am from India, and as Julia said, I'm a journey designer. Uh, That was uh, a term coined by me just off the cuff because uh, um, in my previous avatar, before I got into travel, I used to design uh, uh, home furnishings and accessories. So that was the designer part on on the second half of journey designer and journeys because I'm a part of travel and I love traveling so hence the word journey designer and Julia loves that term and I think a lot of other people also find it very intriguing because they ask me journey designer what is a journey designer and then I go into this whole spiel about design and journey and travel and all of that so yeah I would love to hear that entire spiel. Um, Could you start that entire spiel? So what is a journey designer? And tell us all about your love for travel. Yeah, so um, travel has been something, I think, inherent in my my bloodstream since I was very young. My dad um, was a a great traveler. mode of travel at that time was his vehicle which he had and he would just uh, decide uh, the previous night maybe at 10 o'clock at night and tell my mom we're going on a we're going on a road trip and my mother would say no 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 no, i need things to be planned and he said 
No, no, no. Road trips don't need to be planned. They just need to happen. So I guess as a kid, I used to, you know, hear all of this. And so um, that became a part of part and parcel of my lifestyle. Uh, just to go a little bit um, into the history of travel, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I don't know if Julia knows this, but my first solo trip was when I was nine years old. And um, yeah, so at that time, we were living in New Delhi, the capital of India. And um, uh, my mom and dad had met this uh, spiritual uh, head of uh, a sect in Maharashtra. Um, we are very spiritually charged people in India. Uh, Julia would know that. Ganesh being my favorite now, but at that time, uh, I just flew, I just went with the tide of what my parents would tell me. Anyway, so to cut the long story short, uh, we they met this uh, guru from uh, a place called Ganesh Puri in Maharashtra uh, about, uh, about five, uh, five hours away from Mumbai five to six hours away from Mumbai. And so I had a deal with this person at the age of nine. Uh, I said, if you come to my house, I'll come to yours. So he said, okay. And he really eventually came to my house. So he said, now you need to keep your end of the deal. And I said, okay, I will. When my exams are over and school closes, I will come. So as soon as school closed, I told my dad, I have to go to Bombay. And my dad said, listen, I can't come. I'm working. Mom obviously couldn't come. My mom is a pediatrician. So I said, okay, book my train tickets and I'll go. And my mother, like all mothers are paranoid, said, how can you do this? I mean, how can you allow your nine-year-old daughter to travel alone? But I did. So I took, a, they dropped me at the railway station in New Delhi. I took a train to Mumbai. At Mumbai, I had to get off the platform and go to another platform to take another train to go to a place called Versailles. So I asked people, they thought I was a lost child and they were really very, very nice to me. Um, I got into another train and then uh, when I got off, that was the last stop and I didn't know what to do. So I got off the platform got out of the station and I saw these lots of buses and I said, oh, so I suppose now I have to take a bus. So I just checked with one of those, the bus guys over there, the drivers, and they said, yeah, this bus goes to Ganesh Puri. And so I sat in the bus and I landed up in Ganesh Puri. And it was quite a adventure for me. I was, I mean, during those days, young kids never traveled. Uh, I guess even today, parents will be a little paranoid of sending their nine-year-old child on a solo trip. But I, I think so. I think nine, nine years old is a bit young. <laughs> yes. I think that time India was a much more um, safer place. Although we were not connected with, we didn't have mobile phones and, you know, stuff like that. But somehow I didn't, I didn't feel... Um, I didn't feel unsafe at any point in time. To be very honest, probably today I'll feel a little uncomfortable. Um, 
although I'm more confident, uh, I know I can handle the situation. It's just that the whole situation and the uh, the environment has changed. And therefore, um, yeah, I probably feel a little more uncomfortable now, but that's okay. So that's the journey designer part. So journey as in the journey and designer as I like I explained because I'm a self-learned designer um yeah so so how did the journey designer kind of aspect turn into your job so how what it, how did that turn into what you do okay okay um, that's interesting nobody's asked me this question before they just presume that I've been uh, designing journeys for people so like I said, I was in the export business. I was uh, manufacturing and designing home products and accessories. And when a lot of my buyers would come from different parts of the world, and once they came to India and we showed them the designs and they made uh, the decisions of what products they would take, they had a few days at hand. And they would ask me where they could travel to and uh, i was super excited about showing them my country because i'm very i'm very proud of the fact that i'm indian like julia is proud of the fact that she's american and i'm uh, <laughs> and i i just love my country julia knows that i can just go on and on and on about india uh, even though it has uh, its uh, minus points but then we all have a little bit of flaw in us, so it's okay. Anyway, so coming back to uh, how I started this uh, venture, they would ask me to uh, design an itinerary for them. I would do that uh, free of cost, of course. Now I don't do it free, just to make the set the record straight. And uh, they would travel to the place. They would like the way I put the whole program together for them. And, uh, so that's how it started. In about seven years back, I, I got bored with what I was doing. And uh, my temperament is such that if I'm not happy getting up in the morning and doing what I'm doing for the rest of the day, I think I don't need to be doing that. One morning I got up and I told my husband, I don't want to export anymore. And he said, okay, do what you want. And I was fortunate that I had someone in my life who told me, do what you want, do what makes you happy. So that was really encouraging for me. And so I started the process of closing down my factory, which was uh, pretty big and uh, getting my act together and then i started traveling a little bit very close to delhi um, the idea of my business was and still is to uh, introduce people to india and also introduce them to the culture and the crafts of this country we are we are into handcrafted stuff in this country and it's so beautiful that i want everybody to come and see it i don't want a i don't want a 
a middle band between a craftsperson and the consumer. I want the consumer to meet the craftspeople directly so that both people are happy and there is no there's no middle person trying to make money in the in the process because the artisan needs to get his or her own dues they're such beautiful products that they make and they want to show it to the world and i want to give them the opportunity for them to see it so uh, the craft is my basic and it'll always be because i have that designer bug in me but um, uh, traveling also is another bug that I have. So I managed to amalgamate both of them and here I am, Julia. That's I, I can talk a lot. Julia knows I can talk a lot. So you need to tell me to shut up. Okay, no, I love it. I love it. Everything you're saying is awesome. I love it. Um, but so let's talk a little bit more about what you've done with being a journey designer. So you've started this amazing business, um, the travel art company that you could talk a little bit more about. And then I'd also love to talk to you, um, ask you a little more about how you freelance journey design because you did that for Rustic um, and kind of how you got into that. So you can start with either one, whichever one you'd like. Okay. Okay. So it'll just flow organically, if you don't mind, from one into another. Uh, I started by uh, contacting my friends and telling them that I was doing these uh, itineraries and if they would like to go. So the first one I did was uh, in a state called Madhya Pradesh, which is central India. Uh, there's this um, uh, tiger reserve called Kanha. And uh, why I chose this place is because there were going to be a lot of tribal people because there are a lot of tribal people in Madhya Pradesh in that sector and there were going to be a lot of uh, indigenous crafts uh, uh, wall craft um, hand craft as in handwork woven craft there was going to be a lot of um, uh, accessory products that these tribals make so it was the right platform for me. So that was the first trip I did. And usually I have always, it's always been a word of mouth. Hmm. For some strange reason, I've never had a website and I've never uh, felt the need for it. Then perhaps now um, I will get myself a website and Julia is going to be my official uh, helper to get my act together on social media websites etc etc uh, and um, so word of mouth through uh, through friends friends new friends and that's how i started doing my business i was not it was not so much for the money it was for the pleasure of actually taking people around making an itinerary the whole process of deciding a place making the itinerary, pitching it to your, to your client, and then them coming back to say, okay, they liked it, or you know, change this, or continue with what you're doing. And that is the excitement for me. Uh, on one of, uh, so I then started going on uh, various, to various uh, social events to connect, to 
see what people are doing in this industry because it's new to me or was new to me then. It still is. I'm still learning. And um, I met um, a lady over there who was a part of Rustic Pathways at that point in time. And uh, I told her what I was doing and she said, would you like to do um, student uh, programs too and uh, I was not sure because I was not very confident that I will be able to uh, interact with students or whether they would um, will be able to get along with me or they or me with them you know vice versa so I said okay we can do a project together and see how it works and I did a program I crafted a program uh, in Rajasthan it was for uh, two separate crafts. One was um, uh, miniature painting and the other was uh, painting on camel hide, uh, hand painting on camel hide. And I realized that, oh my God, this is another whole different uh, area of activity i mean i really got along with the students um i got to learn from them a lot and like i've been telling people um i think it's a two-way street and uh, for me it was a great experience so that's how i got into the student angle so now i i like to focus on um, student-centric tricks uh, uh, tips and when I mean students, I mean uh, school students and college students. Uh, however, I've realized that we all still continue to be students in whatever age you are. You know, you can be a 60 year old student. Uh, so now I have started saying students as in generally. So I don't say adults, I don't say seniors, I don't say whatever. I say students because I'm a student too, but there, there's so much that I'm still continuing to learn and uh, I will till I move on to another sphere of my being. So yeah, so student travel, uh, experiential travel, to get a feel of what is happening, you know, to, to touch, to feel, to experience, to uh, get your mood into a totally happy elevated level. I mean, travel is traveling, meeting people, seeing the culture of another place, experiencing it. It can give you a different high, you know, it's, it's a high. And I want, I want to, I want to design those highs for everybody. So that's my, that's what my agenda is. That's amazing. That is my dream in life. You just encapsulated it perfectly, kind of designing those, those amazing moments for people that are personally transformative and open their yes. eyes to the rest of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know what, Julia, you're absolutely right because it gives you a total perspective. For me, even being in, in a city, when I go to a small little town, it teaches, I don't know what their life is all about. I don't know what makes them tick. And I come back having learned so much from 
just their daily routine or the little things that they do in their life so it's so beautiful to be able to physically experience those things you know and i think that's what makes us human we've forgotten how to be human and i think going to smaller for me uh, personally going to smaller little towns or to the village and to um, feel so accepted by them makes me makes me feel so content i i i like that feeling of contentment and travel makes me feel content uh, yeah definitely 100% i know exactly the feeling that you're talking about and i think that on our trip in india that is exactly what the trip you design provided for us as a group and we all when we came home felt this deep feeling of contentment and we always talked about that and it it wasn't it wasn't just um, the the service projects that we were contributing to. It, it was the connections that we made with the locals and the the experience itself and everything that you kind of put into that trip to make it feel the way that it did. Um, Absolutely. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how you actually go about designing a trip? Um, you've kind of talked to me a little bit about it, kind of how you you kind of seek out the destinations before you take them, um, just kind of going into some more of the details of what it means to be a journey designer. Okay, so um, there are two ways of going about it. Um, either the person who's traveling to India tells me, just I want to be in Northern India, so just design something for me. And I need to get a little more about the sense of uh, what the person likes. Um, it's very personalized for me. So I need to understand their comfort levels. I need to understand what excites them. I need to understand what aspect of my country do I need to showcase to them. So I do a lot of, um, a lot of, chatting with the person, I talk to them, I get as much information, collate as much information as I can about the individual before I make a trip for them. So I can uh, or make uh, an itinerary out for them. I can give an example of one of the, one of your mom's friends that you sent to India. And um, I asked her, I said, what would you like to do when you're here? And you know, it, while she was in Delhi, uh, I'm a little constrained with, except showing the the um, historical monuments over here. There's, there's not so much that I can showcase except the streets and the shopping and yeah, but that's done. So um, she said, you can design it the way you want to. And I said, okay, I'm going to take you to places that I normally don't take anybody. And she said, it's fine. I said, I'm going to be with you. So I took her to a really, uh, um, it, it's, it's not a village, but it's like, uh, it's more like a rural-ish area where it's a potter's village. So the entire community over there are potters from all over India who've come here to this potter's village trying to make a living. So I think, uh, and then we went to one of the potter's house and they 
gave us chai and entertained us and i think that was a great experience for her then i took her to a toilet museum okay because in ancient india was where the entire sanitation system started in the harappa and mohenjo-daro times so i took her there then i brought her home and we did a cooking class over here so i what i did was because she gave me the 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 client gave me the leeway to uh, design the way i would like to showcase she said show me whatever you can so i did that so like i said i like to talk to the person to the client to see what he likes and based on that i make the program um fortunately she liked what she uh, experienced some people may not have because that was what i was trying to showcase so and i'm i'm very happy to uh, you know uh, get a feedback to say listen i didn't like this because it helps me to do something better talk to the person understand what they like and then design a program according to their requirements that's very important for me it's personalized it has to be personalized i'm not a travel agent i'm not i'm i yes i'm in it for money but i'm also in it for the satisfaction of the person who is going to come on this trip that is imperative for me that is the most important so keeping like that in mind do you like planning trips more of the ones where you're with the client or do you like planning trips more when you're sending them off by themselves? I like both, but um, I would say that traveling with the client would be weigh a little more on the weighing scale. It'll, it'll weigh a little more because whilst on a trip with my clients, I get to know about their culture. So I may not be able to go to Spain, for instance. But if there is a client from Spain, I am experiencing their culture through their story. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that. That's so, so cool. I may or may not be able to go to Spain, um, but at least I get to know a little bit of their country through them. So yeah, you're traveling through the connections that you're making with people. Yes, absolutely. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um, and here, wait, let me see. Um, yeah. So here, wait, let me think about journey designer. What else? What else? Um, journey designer. It, it, it's a bar. You know, designing is. It's so vast, Julia. You will get to know about it when you're doing a lot more. It it could be as minute as uh, making sure that the timings are okay. That's a part of design, or that the the driver who's going to be taking you around is well dressed and hygienic. You know, so it you can take whatever part of that whole itinerary and you know go into details. So designing is detail. Designing is 
is to look at the smaller and minute things which will make uh, the customer or the client happy. And uh, so, I mean, okay, let's look at a garment. Imagine that you got this very fancy uh, clothing from any fancy designer. I'm not, I'm not a brand person, so I can't say. And imagine that one of the buttonholes is a little lower than the button. That's very, it's a very minute thing. You can adjust it, it won't make a difference. But if you see that, it's going to be like a irritation for you. So design, design is something which is very personal and you can go into as much depth as you want. It depends on the individual who is actually weaving the story together or weaving the itinerary together. Yeah, it's definitely a very personalized thing to create that experience for someone. And that's, that's really awesome advice. Would you have any um, advice for someone who wants to be a journey designer or is interested in that type of work? And like, how would you get started um, if someone was kind of interested like from a young age of doing something like that? Personally, like I said, uh, which uh, is something that I uh, really value and I tell this to all young people is don't do something that is supposed to be a cool thing to do. Oh, you know, it's cool to travel. So I want to be a traveler and I want to design trips for people. Become what makes you happy. When you get up in the morning and say, I love what I'm doing, I'm ready for the day and I'm charged and this is what I want to do. That's when you have realized that I'm going to be happy doing this. Um, so if it's charging you, it's giving you that energy that you need to go through the day to face the uh, the difficulties because you will have difficulties and to face the happiness of having designed the journey for someone if you can answer that question for yourself then you're ready to be a journey designer if you find it a show and say oh my god I have to get up in the morning and design a journey for Julia oh my okay I'll do it it's my job don't do it it's not worth it. You're wasting your time. I mean, even like talking to you today, I was, for me, it was so excited. I said, oh my God, I'm going to like verbal diarrhea on everything that I can about traveling. So it has to give you that excitement. And if it gives you that excitement, you're on the right path. If it doesn't give you that excitement, don't do it. That is really good advice. And if it does give you that excitement, then you're kind of saying that life will figure itself out because that's what you're passionate about. And that's, and like that energy will shine through in everything you do. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, you will have to do a little bit of research. You'll have to do a lot of research, but then you would have to do research in any field that you take up, right? You are not born with all the information. You need to collate information. For instance, I don't know too much about Instagram. So I will reach out to you and say, Julia, can you tell me what can we do? Uh, how do we go about this? You may not know so much about a particular state in my country. 
to be very honest i may know may not know too much about that particular state in my country i will then in turn ask somebody else and don't be shy about saying i don't know i will find out i mean that's always been my uh, agenda my theory my practice if i don't know something i'll say i don't know because i'm learning too right i'm a student remember that's how i started so um don't be shy if you don't know anything it's a process you will learn uh it's it's a trajectory which will just take you up and it cannot falter if you're ready to learn if you are dogmatic about a certain thing and say i know everything i don't need to learn i will tell you it may not work or at least for me it doesn't work um it depends on um, an individual but by and large i don't think it works unless you're accepting of uh information and ideas definitely so played by your played by your that's how you design a program you get information from the client you take your knowledge that you have you put it together present it to the client and then it's like a process and the advice that you just gave about journey designing kind of applies to everything in life you know it's not about doing the right thing to get to the right place but it's about what makes you tick and what gets you up in the morning and i i definitely think that that's true that's a really great piece of advice also you were talking about this a little bit earlier kind of like why travel makes you tick um but what are other reasons that you love experiential education and travel and what does it add to your life and what do you see how do you see it um add and benefit to your clients lives as well to my clients life let's start with my clients life when you came to india there were little things that you didn't know about the country and because you saw that playing out in front of you you asked questions about it so you went back armed with a little more information first hand so it gives for for me and for students like you it gives you first hand knowledge right playing out right in front of you so that's one thing you're meeting people from different walks of life that's another thing you're understanding the culture of the place even if it's it depends on how long you are but even if it's a little bit you've gone home understanding something different uh that what happens in your country you've come out of your comfort zone when you go to another country you have <clears throat> understood or experienced the food of another country okay and uh you have also um met new people um and another thing uh which i want to talk about over here you know we have preconceived notions about a place about a person about a country about life in general you know um for example you might say 
oh traveling to india mm, india is dirty india is not safe india there's too much of noise yes india is dirty uh, in certain places india not, may not be safe yes there's a lot of noise but look at the good parts of that place and enjoy the goodness of a place right and don't assume and presume something about a place or a country or a person that's what i call which i read about this very interesting uh, saw this very interesting uh, video on ted talk dangers of a single story and that really changed my perspective on a lot of things because i'm assuming when i'm reading a fairy tale that my life is going to be a fairy tale my life is not going to be a fairy tale i can take the good things about the fairy tale and apply it to my life but life is not a fairy tale wake up and smell the coffee reality is that there are good things and there are bad things learn how to learn from the bad things and appreciate the good things so yeah so there's a lot you can learn it's just not about going to a place and ticking it off your list saying you know i've traveled to india that's one place that is like you know it's difficult to travel to in india and that's off my list it's not nothing is difficult it's what you make out of a situation it's about traveling with purpose and with intention and and absolutely absolutely purpose intention you got the right words a personalized goal in mind at least and i think that once everyone travels with that then they will think more about how travel affects the communities and it affects the environments that they're going to and um, then we'll all travel more ethically and thoughtfully once we all find our internal purpose for why we're traveling you know this is something that i keep asking students uh, when i'm with them what are you are you a traveler or are you a tourist and what is the difference can you differentiate that for me when you're able to differentiate between a traveler and a tourist you will automatically know what you're looking for definitely oh it just cut out um definitely 100% and that's something that i think about all the time and i think that travel also it definitely entails someone traveling with a purpose or just trying to get some sort of deeper personal growth out of the experience and i think the tourist and the tourism industry is more focused on immediate results kind of like um you give this money i get this happiness in return or i get this product in return um but instead travel i think is is a process and it's an internal process it's not just the pretty instagram photo and that kind of um that self what's the word um it's not it's not that immediate just like gratification like once you get to the destination but it's a process that you have to go through like they say the it, it the the whole process like i mean like when you were designing coming to india you started a year back or two years back how was that journey how much did you enjoy that journey and then when you actually came to the destination and said oh yeah this 
what I had planned a lot. I've got a lot of it, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I mean, that's very personal. Out of the 15 students that came, some students may have got a lot more out of the trip, a lot more than what they were expecting. And some may have got less and felt shortchanged. But you know, you can't, it's a personal thing. You can't keep everybody happy all the time. It's what makes you happy. You came back from this trip and then you came to India and said, okay, now I, I knew I wanted to do this. Now I am very sure I want to do this. So that put a stamp to what you were planning to do. So that was that, that was that moment of enlightenment that Buddha got and then the Bodhi tree, which you got, you know. So we all get those moments of enlightenment. We say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what's going to make me happy. Definitely. And now that's the path you're taking, which is Definitely. wonderful. Definitely. And I think that, yeah, everyone comes into the situation with a different mindset. And that definitely says kind of like the outcome that they're going to have of the total experience for sure. And I think creating those itineraries um, for the India trip and, and kind of going through that whole process in that first year of planning was like so meaningful to me. And it definitely kind of what sparked um, my, my now kind of passion for experiential education and journey designing was kind of that rush that I got where I was really, really excited to come to school every day and to work on this trip um, with my best friend, Annabelle. Um, and that that was like an incredible experience. Yeah. I definitely agree. I know because I, I could feel that energy when you came here and you were, you, you know what I liked uh, about you, Julia, is that you, every moment that you spent over here, you tried to make the most out of it. You would ask the questions and you wanted to, you wanted to just drain everything into this little bottle and take it back with you. And that's what makes, that, that's what made me happy seeing you do that. And that's what I'm hoping that every person who travels uh, anywhere with me, without me, on their own, if that's what they can encapsulate from coming to a place and taking every moment back with them in their little bottles, it's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. I mean, there's nothing more than traveling, you know, whether it's in your own country, whether it's traveling 50 kilometers away from where you're staying to see what is happening. Because in India, it's a little bit different. Unlike in the Western world, every 50 kilometers, things change. It's rapid and fast. So, um, yeah, India is a crazy country, but I love it. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this week's episode. This was part one of the three-part Sunita series, so look out for the other two coming soon. I hope you have a great day.